Welcome to The Drop-Off, a daily conversation between father and son about life, sports, and everything in between. It's NBA week. We are so excited. NBA tips off tomorrow night. So we got our last two podcasts, uh, I guess NBA offseason slash preseason <laughs> podcasts. Today we're going to be talking about award season and tomorrow we'll be talking about kind of our season predictions about who's well, yeah you can who's going to make the playoffs uh, who's going to win uh the championship stuff like that and so super excited about the season super excited about this podcast and glad you're joining us all right nathaniel uh last podcast we did talk about some of our thoughts on mvp but uh let's kind of finish up those thoughts and can you let us know who are some of the favorites for the mvp this year Okay, so the top three favorites are Luca, Embiid, and Kevin Durant in that order. Luca has a line of four hundred plus four hundred, Embiid plus seven hundred, and Durant plus seven hundred. Um, where's Curry at? Curry is at number five with plus nine hundred. <coughs> okay, I think that Steph Curry, um has a good chance of winning the uh, MVP award this year because um, this year's team's going to be pretty good because he has Clay Thompson coming back later. And I think one of the main reasons that Steph Curry did not win it last year was because his team didn't even make the playoffs. No, that's a great take. Totally agree. MVP traditionally has been an award. I think we mentioned this last week also, but it's, it's traditionally an award that goes to the best player on the best or one of the best teams in the league. Oftentimes we say the MVP is driven by a narrative. It's a narrative driven award, right? And so even though Giannis really didn't have any sort of drop off from his two MVP seasons, they're like, okay, well, it's really hard to win three, be a three time MVP. We're not going to give it to him this year. I mean, Giannis, what's Giannis at? He, he's number four? You didn't even mention him. Okay, I think Giannis is a way better bet than any of those guys on top of him. Um, obviously, the Philadelphia 66ers situation is in flux. Embiid, he's just not going to stay healthy enough to win the MVP. We saw that last year. He played well enough when he was on the court to win the MVP, but he just wasn't on the court enough to be in serious consideration. So, I like Giannis. I mean, he's coming off the finals. I think he's going to still be hungry. I think he's going to prove everyone that last year was no fluke. And I think he's in his prime. He's at the height of his powers. If the shooting improvement is real that we've seen in the preseason, if he can carry over that free throw shooting, be a, become a you know consistent 75% free throw shooter, then you got a guy who's averaging 30, 10, uh, five assists, two blocks, leading one of, if not the best team in the East. I'm going Giannis for my MVP. So he's going back to back, a year of Jokic, and then the MVP. Another thing about the historically MVP is they're going to come out of uh, the favorites. It's really rare for someone like Jokic to win the MVP. I think last year Jokic started as like 25 to 1 or something like that. That's really rare in the MVP. So I'm going uh, number one choice. I'm going Giannis. Number two, I'm going Steph. And number three, I'm going Luka. I just think it's a little too early. I do think Luca has future multiple MVPs in his career. I just think it's uh, a year or two too early right now. What's your bet? Okay, so I'm going Steph number one, Giannis number two, and James Harden number three. Okay, I think um, James Harden is a dark horse candidate because 
um, KD might get injured or something might happen to that Bucks team. And with Kyrie looking like he's not going to play at all this season, I really think that he has a chance to um, be a dark horse candidate for the MVP. Okay, so the next team we have, or the next um, award on the list is the Rookie of the Year. The top three odds are Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, and Jalen Suggs. Cade has a plus 250, Jalen Green has a plus 300, and Jalen Suggs has a plus 350, or 750. Okay, so my bet, I'm going to take Jalen Green number one because um, I think he's going to score a lot of points this year, and um, he's just, he and most of the year, the leading, like, one of the leading scorers always wins the MVP. So, in recent years, it's been, like, the first leading scorer, the second leading scorer, the first. What do you think? I hate to do this, but I fully agree with you. You know, I think podcasts are sometimes a little more interesting when you have disagreement and debate. But I totally agree with you. Rookie of the Year is a points-per-game award. <laughs> it, oftentimes, it has to do as much with playing time and opportunity as it does with actual skill and talent and production. And so Jalen Green, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. He's sharing it with obviously with Kevin Porter Jr., but that Rockets team is not good. They need someone to put points on the board, and that someone's going to be Jalen Green's. I do think he'll have his growing pains, but I can see Green coming in and being an 18 points per game plus scorer right away in the NBA. Now, obviously, it's, it's kind of right now they think it's a two-man award, Cade and Jalen, but... I wouldn't be surprised if someone unexpected starts to pop. Who do you think that might be? Um, I think I have three people I think it might be. Um, Jalen Suggs, Donovan Mitchell, or Davion Mitchell, and Alprin Sengu. Um, uh, Jalen Suggs, I just think he's going to be, like, um, one of the best players on the Magic. He's going to be, like, I think he's better than all of their young like guards they have right now like RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony so I just think that he's going to do a lot for them this year yeah no I, I love Suggs I love the potential of his game but for me Suggs is a little more of a long-term player I don't think he's going to stay I don't I just don't think he's had the reps to be a point guard in the NBA yet you know he played football and basketball in high school he wasn't one of these all-year guys playing basketball all the time and so I think he's still developing a lot which is why I like his upside as he gets more experience running the pick and roll and things like that hopefully his shot continues to develop I think in a few years he's gonna be a dangerous player but right now it's a little too early I think so I'm just gonna go with kind of the Las Vegas odds I'm going Jalen Green one Cade Cunningham two and it's hard to see someone else um, breaking into that top two but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few other rookies that do turn some heads early in the season Okay, I'm going to go with Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, and Jalen Suggs. Okay, so the next um, award we have is the Sixth Man of the Year. The top three are Jordan Clarkson, Kevin Herter, and Patty Mills. It's actually changed since the last time I looked at it. Um, so, Jordan Clarkson has a line of... I can't read that. It's like 550. Kevin Herter has a line of... 1,100, and Patty Mills is has the same line as him. What do you think? Okay, I think that's totally uh, an overreaction from the playoffs for Kevin Huerta. I don't know why he's so. I don't know why he's number two on the entire list. 
I just don't see him as a kind of consistent night in and night out scorer off the bench. I mean, he, it, I think he can have some games where he's going to win you the game, obviously like he did in the playoffs, scoring 29 points and helping the Atlanta Hawks move past the Sixers to get into the Eastern Conference Finals. But he's not a guy who they can rely on on a consistent basis, nor will he be someone that the Hawks will need to rely on. As opposed to Jordan Clarkson, they really need Clarkson's scoring off the bench, those Utah Jazz. And so he has the opportunity to do that. And so... I don't feel good betting on anybody for the six man of the war six man of the year award, especially in the preseason, because you don't know who's gonna kind of start to pop off the bench. But if anything, this is the Jordan Clarkson award in the past couple years. And until that changes, I think he's gotta be the presumptive favorite. I mean, there's always the bench guy who's like, oh, this is the guy who's gonna win the award. For a long time, it's Lou Williams. So you could just slot in Lou Williams for at least a top three finish just because he would score a lot of points off the bench. And that's going to be the same with Jordan Clarkson. I don't see anybody else who has the same kind of consistency of opportunity that Jordan Clarkson has on the Jazz. Okay. Um, I think another pick is right at number four, Joe Ingles. Um, I think Patty Mills might actually like play, start more games than he does on the bench because of the situation that's going on with Kyrie. So I would pick him, but I don't, I don't know if he'll play that many games off the bench so um i'm gonna go number one jordan clarkson number two um joe ingles and probably number three patty mills Okay, I'm just going to take a little guess out there. If D. Rose can stay healthy, I'm going to go Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose has been a really, really good player off the bench these past few years, and I feel like that's been neglected. I think because he was a former MVP. He was a superstar in his prime before injuries took their toll. I think people have kind of slept on him. They haven't recognized what a quality player he's been off the bench. And so maybe this is the year they recognize that. Maybe hey, they have some more success on that New York Knicks team. And they say, hey, we're going to reward that. And D. Rose has played a pivotal role in that. So if he can stay healthy, if he can play 70 games out of the year, which is, again, a big if because of that injury history. But uh, I like D. Rose coming off the bench for the New York Knicks. What's the next award? So the next award on the list is Defensive Player of the Year. Obviously, Rudy Gobert has the highest odds with 350, and Ben Simmons with the same odds as him, and Miles Turner with a line of 650. What do you think? I think you got to go Rudy Gobert. I mean, there wasn't much of a drop-off. Obviously, in the playoffs, different defensive schemes, he's not as adept you know as able to kind of track those small guys on the perimeter and follow them but this is a regular season award and there's been no better more consistent defender than rudy gobert on a night-to-night basis manning the paint not only preventing shots from going in at the basket but even preventing shots from being taken in the first place and so i say unless a player comes out and kind of dethrones gobert and is clearly better than him i think you got to make him the favorite for defensive player of the year Yes, I don't know. I don't see how Simmons will like um, win Defensive Player of the Year this year. I mean, there's gonna. I feel like there's gonna be too many. I feel like there's gonna be too many games when he like um, doesn't even play because of their situation. So um, I'm gonna take Rudy Gobert number one, and um, Joel Embiid number two because he has a line of one thousand, which I think is a low for him. It's low, but it's it's because he's got to stay healthy. You know, I think there's going to be some bam buzz, especially if that Miami Heat defense is as strong as 
it's predicted to be with the additions of Kyle Lowry. I mean, if the Miami Heat has the number one best defense in the league, I think Dippy Bam has a really good chance of winning that award as the anchor of that defense, especially if he can... um, He's a great guy switching, I think, but especially if he can... Uh, improve his post defense I mean he's so strong you can't move him off the block and so I I can see Bam kind of put himself in the award we know that this is a big man's award we really haven't had a perimeter player win it I think since Kawhi and so Matisse Tybel best perimeter defender in the league he doesn't really have a chance even Ben Simmons for how good he is how versatile he is guarding one through four maybe even guarding the center sometimes it really is a big big man's award because the big man is the one who most affects the defense and he's not going to win it but I want to give a shout out to my boy Jakob Pertle on the Spurs last year was one of the best rim defenders rim protectors in the entire NBA and I hope that continues so Jakob if you're listening you got this bro got to anchor that Spurs D okay so the next um award is most improved player Number one is Shea, number two is Zion, and number three is Michael Porter Jr. Um, uh, their odds are 700, 700, and 750. Um, I really don't think Zion will win it because of his foot injury that he got. So, I think um, Jaron Jackson Jr. has a very good chance of winning it. And he is very low on the list with a line of 1,600. So... My pick is going to be Jarrett Jackson Jr. Um, from Memphis. Great pick, great pick. I hope that turns out to be true because I picked up Triple J on my fantasy basketball team, and I'm hoping that he rains down the threes for those Memphis Grizzlies. Mem- I mean, to me, this is actually one of the more fun picks of, of all the awards because usually the most improved player comes out of nowhere. We all have kind of these expectations about who we think is going to take that jump or leap or mini leap or whatever it is. But oftentimes there's a few players that just come out of nowhere uh, to grab this award. Uh, one name that's rocketing up. So this list, I think, came from last week or a week and a half ago that didn't incorporate kind of all the preseason results. But one name that's been shooting up the charts and I think might be even be like number two or number three right now. Can you guess that name? Uh, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole from the Golden State Warriors. He has been getting buckets during the preseason. He's been looking like a little mini Steph, right? Just a dynamic duo taking a page out of Clay Thompson's playbook. They were training all offseason together. All offseason together. And so Jordan Poole has looked really, really good, which is amazing. I think it's a testimony to how much hard work he's put in because as a rookie, he looked completely lost and it looked like he was going to be a bust. Uh, but he's, it looks like he's turned himself into a really quality player and he can definitely, he's on the radar for being the most improved player. I, you know, as I've said, I'm a huge Spurs fan. So I got my guys on the Spurs. I got Keldon Johnson. Uh, I bet on Derek White last year. Last year was a huge injury ravaged season. And so. Maybe this is his chance. We got also DeJounte Murray. Those veterans like DeMar DeRozan being gone now. Murray's going to take even more of a load. I found with the Spurs last year with DeRozan around, all the young guys would kind of defer to him, you know, especially on offense, especially late in the clock. And so this is their time to shine. This is time to prove, do they have it? And I wouldn't be surprised to see one of my Spurs and at least the top three, top five of most in player improved player voting uh, but my vote is gonna be jordan pool he's the hot name right now and i'm gonna go with the trend and so i'll say jay pool uh, as my number one pick and for my number two pick i'm gonna put dejounte murray um my heart says keldon johnson but i think murray's just gonna get more touches so i'll say dejounte murray number two and number three he's not on this list of the top 10 but i'm gonna go chris garland because i heard on a podcast that steph curry loves chris garland who's chris garland i mean darius well, did I say chris? <laughs> darius garland i think i read chris from somewhere 
Chris Boucher. Yeah, I read. Okay, Chris Boucher. I don't know why he's on this list, but all right, I'm gonna go Darius Garland. Mr. John's gonna be mad at you. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go with number one on my list, Jaron Jackson. Number two, I'm gonna go with Jordan Poole. And number three, I don't really know. I'll just go with Shea. Yeah, hopefully they don't shut down Shea halfway through the year because they're winning too many games like they did last year. Uh, but that's a great pick. SGA, I think, has a bright, bright future in the NBA. Well, that was so much fun doing our preseason war predictions. Uh, we'll probably, you know, a quarter way through the season, maybe halfway through the season, revisit our predictions and see how they're going and how our players are doing. But we have arrived to the end of the journey. We are now at the drop-off. So, Nathaniel, thank you for joining me in this conversation about life, sports, and everything in between. Have a great day at school, buddy. First day of fall. Enjoy it. Well, we live in Texas, so it's first day below 60 degrees. All right, buddy. Have a great day.